Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Post 20 Podcast. You're now listening to the Week 16 NFL Preview. That's right, we've made it 16 weeks. Doesn't feel like it's been that long, but it certainly has. Um, in this episode, we're going to review um, some of the games that happened in Week 15, and then we're going to go ahead and give you our picks for the upcoming week, which is absolutely packed with games pretty much every day. Um, and when I say we, I mean me and Jeremy, who is joining me. What's going on this week, man? Going on, Evan. Uh, you know, decent week last week. We did say a lot of underdogs were going to cover, um, which we ended up taking. There was We did change some of our bets by the time, you know, the games rolled around because of all the COVID and everything. But, I mean, even if people just followed the uh, picks from the pod, we, they still ended up doing pretty well. Yeah, we did. Um, I mean, I, I had a, a weekend that was overall um, negative just because I got a little heavy um, on bets. Not that, not that you know, they were bad bets. They just didn't hit. I mean, I, uh, what was it? What night was that? Oh, the Chiefs, uh, Chiefs-Chargers game. I had Chiefs two and a half and Mike Williams to score. The guy had three targets in the first series. Um, goal line targets and then literally just disappeared for the rest of the game so it was bets like that that made sure or rather ensured that i uh i ended negative on the week but overall you know it was decent i pulled off two six seed um upsets in fantasy so everybody you know that i'm in those fantasy leagues with is absolutely furious but i'll get over it okay um let's get into these games i was talking about chiefs chargers We'll talk about it again here. Chiefs rise to 10 and 4. The LA Chargers, unfortunately, fall to 8 and 6. Patrick Mahomes led the Chiefs to a six point victory over the Chargers, who I think were in control for a lot of this game. Um, I think a good showing from the Chargers in whole. Um, one of their tight ends, um, Parham, got severely injured um on the first drive looked like he was you know going to catch a ball caught the ball landed in the end zone but he banged the back of his head on the ground and I mean I don't know what it was but he got absolutely mangled his hands locked up his body locked up and they had to cart him off it was horrific to see I know you were at the casino that night um but it like ruined my whole thing what what did you think of the clip uh yeah i didn't want to watch it and then i saw all you guys texting about it and i had to go watch it then of course and you know that was just a scary clip i'd rather you know see the clips where the guy goes across the middle and gets smoked than yep. you know when he's just going for a ball and then just can't stand up on his own after nobody even hit him i mean hopefully he's okay moving forward um hopefully he decides not to play football anymore and that the nfl you know hooks him up with something that can just you know keep him away from football and just doing his whatever he wants for the rest of his life. Yeah, absolutely true. Um, okay, so, yeah, like I said, you know, Mahomes, this was Mahomes' master class. He's, he's back in the fourth quarter. Uh, they don't get the game going on the ground, but over the top, Kelsey has 191 yards. Tyreek Hill has 148 yards. Kelsey with two TDs and Tyreek with one for himself. Um, so just really a, a tremendous performance from the Chiefs. Um, and the play calling for the Chargers continues to be very suspect. I, I mean, I don't know how much we can talk about Brandon Staley, really, because I feel like I've heard every single take out there about him already. But 
I don't necessarily know if if he's the answer long term for the Chargers. Do you agree or disagree, or are you kind of in the middle? Yeah, I'm kind of in the middle with Staley. I mean, like you said, they've kind of had an up and down season all year. They went through a couple weeks uh, in the middle of the season where they didn't look great on offense. I, mean, I don't know if that's his fault. Um, I don't. I don't really know the play calling. I don't know if he calls the plays or if someone else does. I think he does, to be honest. Um, but they do. I mean, if they don't figure it out, I would say next year. Then like he's got to be the he's got to be the guy that goes because they have so much talent. Um, and they can't waste Keenan's last few productive years. And they can't, you know, just sit there with Herbert and finish in the middle of the pack three years in a row. But, I mean, the Chiefs, on another note, looked phenomenal. They're back. Um, They're now Super Bowl favorites again, finally. Um, And especially with the good teams losing this week, like the Bucs, I mean, they look like they could get rolling here into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll move on to two playoff teams, the Indianapolis Colts, who rise to 8-6. and and the New England Patriots, who, despite winning nine in a row, succumbed to defeat. Um, wow, what a what a game this was. Um, Mac Jones looked mortal in this one. He did throw for 300 yards, but he also had two INTs. Wentz didn't do hardly anything this game. Five for 12, 57 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. This was, uh, this was the John Taylor game. And, you know... Um, That Colts defense has been absolutely unbelievable. John Taylor rushes for 20 or sorry, 170 yards on 29 carries with a touchdown, an absolute demon touchdown at the very end. Um, But it's that Colts defense, man. Um, You know, when they go up against a rookie who maybe is shaking a little bit here um, in the form that, that, that indie defense is that has that they've been in. I need to get back into podcast shape, man. I'm losing my shit. Um, you know, that's, that's, what's going to happen. You're going to get a guy like Mac Jones who maybe shakes a little bit falters. And and that did happen in this game. I think both of us were pretty confident that the Colts were going to win this game and it was nice to see them, uh, do so. Yeah, no, that was nice. We were all over the Colts. Um, mine may be a little biased just because I do need the bills to win the division, but I did think they were due for some regression. And I think that regression may continue this week when they play the Bills again, but that's something we'll talk about here a little later. Yes, absolutely. I was going to bring that up too, but um, we will have to get to it when we get to it. Okay, this one not worth talking about too much. Steelers 7-6-1 and one now, um, defeating the Tennessee Titans, who are now 9-5. and five. The score of the game was 19-13. The Steelers cover the spread. Ugh, this game was ugly. Tannehill, interception, 153 yards in the air. Deontay Foreman, 100-yard game, no TDs for him. Uh, Tannehill rushes one in. Ben looked pretty mid in this game again. Um, but this game all around just like was absolutely shit. I mean, it was just so gross. I didn't have all that much money riding on it, um, and I don't want to talk about it all that much. I, I don't know how you felt about this game, but I thought it fucking sucked. It was like one of the worst of the weekend. Yeah, I don't really need to uh, talk about it too much. I'd rather, you know, focus on the the good, exciting game so we can just move on. Cool. Another one which was kind of strange. Um, 31 to 14, the Bills conquer the Carolina Panthers, who at some points in this, you know, kind of looked like they were, they wanted to compete in this game. Um, Ultimately, the Bills, you know, cover nicely. They win by 17. 
Josh Allen has a good game, three touchdowns. Singletary rushes for a touchdown, has 86 yards. You don't see that all that much. Gabriel Davis, UCF alumni, shout out Big Mac, has 85 yards and two touchdowns in this game. And Stefan Diggs catches one as well. It should be noted that Cole Beasley now has COVID. Um, so the Bills will be heading into their next matchup, probably um, giving more targets to Gabriel Davis again. And I think he looked really good in this game. Um, this is every once in a while, you'll really see Gabe Davis have a fantastic game. I think he's a great receiver. I just think he's kind of underutilized because that receiving core in Buffalo is so, um, so good across the board. But yeah. Uh, how do you feel about your Panthers in this game? I mean, you're, you're ready for a, a, a full rebuild, right? Yeah. I'm just ready for the season to be over. Um, I knew the bills were going to cover. Shout out Josh Allen for and just the Bills coaching staff in general for not giving up. They were up 10 points. They could have ended the game, you know, just ran the clock out. Um, but instead, they got that touchdown and covered the spread. And then Cam Newton threw one of the funniest interceptions I've seen in my life. And that sealed it. So, I mean, yeah, Panthers suck. I'm ready for the offseason. Maybe sign Sean Watson. Maybe draft someone good at football. And then <laughs> we could try again. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's move on. Um, man, I'm having a tough time finding these games. Oh, how could I forget? Texans, Jags, Texans, underdogs, cover and win by 14. The game ends 30 to 16. Texans rise to three and 11. Jacksonville now two and 12. Um, Davis Mills, solid game, 209 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Rex Burks, Burkhead, who I'm fairly certain is 400 years old, rushed for 40 in this game. Cooks, a hundred yards for him, two touchdowns. If you guys remember last week, I said Texans money line and Brandon Cook's touchdown. And what do you know? He did it. He does have COVID now, by the way. That was just announced a few hours ago. Um, Trevor Lawrence, another mid-performance, you know, 50% really on his completions. Just not great. James Robinson, lead back, is back in in this game after Urban Meyer benched him strangely. Um, 75 yards on 18 carries with a touchdown for James Robinson as well. But overall, I just don't think the Jags are... Um, good enough as a roster or good enough from a coaching standpoint to really even be worth talking about. So I'll let you say your piece and then we'll move on. Yeah, not a lot to say there. We did call the Texans. Um, Jaguars still don't um, look great at all, even though they got rid of Urban Meyer. Uh, They did, you know, they did look a little better. They looked fired up. Maybe that's just, you know, because they got rid of Urban. But I don't see them doing anything the rest of the season. They just need to focus on next year. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Cowboys 21, Giants 6. Cowboys now 10 and 4, which kind of is shocking considering how fraudulent they appear some days. Um, Giants 4 and 10. Dak, decent game. 217 yards, one TD. Pollard's back in this game. He gets a fair share um, of the rushing carries. 12 for 74. Zeke gets a touchdown. 16 carries, 52 for him. Um, and the receiving, you know, Dalton Schultz, CD Lamb, they share, you know, eight and six targets respectively and a touchdown for Schultz. But um, the real story is that the Giants just kind of beat themselves. Um, you know, Glennon and Jake Fromm are the two QBs you have in this game. God, they both suck. Um, Saquon can only get about 75 all-purpose yards on 15 carries and four receptions. Really just not good enough, but their offensive line is just kind of eh. 
Um, and they don't have any good quarterbacks. And it seems from what I've heard in um, from other shows, you know, I, I watch a show where um, the guy knows some some guys inside of the Giants organization. And it seems like there is a neck issue with Daniel Jones that could prevent him from playing football ever again. Wow. Yeah. That is surprising. Yeah. It's uh, I forget what the injury is called. Um, but if it gets serious enough, he may not be able to play football. So I'll have to look that up. I'll get that out on Twitter later on or when Jeremy's talking, I'll find it. But yeah, that's a problem, huh? Oh yeah. Major problem, especially because he started to finally look good, man. He looked like he could, you know, string together some competitive seasons for them in the future. Yeah. So hopefully that doesn't, um, that doesn't actually come to fruition. Hopefully he's okay. I think he was also finding it, but uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, I guess Cowboys look good in this game. That's really all I have to say. Okay. Um, where are we? We are at Cardinals-Lions. Go ahead. Take the reins for this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, we both took Cardinals on the pod. Um, we changed our feelings later in the week. Uh, and then the sports books gave out quite possibly the easiest money that they have ever given away. So free. The lines were up what seventeen zero at the <laughs> yeah, time. Yes, and they were still plus money yep. on the money line. You and me slammed it. Everyone else was saying, "Oh, we should take the cards. We should take the cards." We were like, yeah. "No way!" And we took the lines. They got another win under their belt. And we got some money. So honestly, shout out Dan Campbell. Shout out Jared Goff. Um, want us some money. And I love to see the – I know you're going to hate it, but I love to see the demise of the Cardinals as a Rams supporter this season. Oh, no. I mean, I totally get it. Um, I was on the Cardinals really early season, and I think they were just playing with a lot more confidence back then. I mean, um, James Conner, it took, it took teams weeks to figure out how they used James Conner. And I think that's part of why he was so successful and why the Cardinals were so successful um, with the run. Now it seems like he's been figured out. Kyler's kind of been figured out. You know, they were without him for a lot, um, for a lot of time. And now it just seems like the Cardinals aren't really the same. You know, they are 10-4. and four. That's, that's a great record. Don't get me wrong. Um, but Kyler hasn't looked quite the same since coming back. He's just been... Um, somewhat average and, and Goff, you know, he had a great game. Uh, we can't really take it away from him. No interceptions, um, 216 yards, three touchdowns, Craig Reynolds, who I literally don't know who that is, had 26 yards for 112 carry or 26 carries for 112 yards. And then Amon Ross St. Brown, who, um, I continually see in conversations regarding the, is he the real deal question? So we'll see, but. Josh Reynolds, Amon Ross St. Brown, and uh, Igwebuke got touchdowns in this game. So, yeah, interesting result, 30-12. to 12. The freest money, though. You're right. Okay, um, Jets-Dolphins. Oh, um, the over hit, which is what I picked. I thought maybe the over would hit. But, man, this game was terrible. Zach Wilson, 170 yards. No touchdowns, but no interceptions either. Tevin Coleman, leading rusher in this game uh, for the Jets. Eight carries, 50 yards. And Duke Johnson has a crazy game for the Miami Dolphins. 22 carries, 107 yards, and two touchdowns. He was signed to their active roster. 
Um, and Tua had two touchdowns and two interceptions in this game as well. Uh, people aren't really talking about does Tua suck anymore. Um, I think people are like just having the short-term memory thing, but I think Tua is still garbage, and it shows in a game like this where they only beat the Jets by seven. Yeah, I don't think Tua's great. I think he's a serviceable quarterback, but he's not going to win them any games. It's kind of in their defense that's been carrying them since they've been on, you know, this win streak that they've been on. Um, Duke Johnson, yeah, I don't know where that came from. All of a sudden, Miles Gaskins, the backup running back. I know. Um, we'll get me started on that. Thank God I was already out of fantasy playoffs, so <laughs> it didn't matter. Um, this game, though, was another game where you could get – uh, the winning team at a nice plus money money line. Although it was much more stressful watching that one. The Lions won. I didn't have to stress at all. But watching that game, I was stressing the whole way to the end. Yeah, the Texans you could get at plus odds. The Dolphins you could get at plus odds, and you could also get the Lions at plus odds. I got Texans at like minus one oh something, and Lions at plus one fifty something. I wish I would have put more on it because that was like, man. Those three, if I parlayed all three and put 50 bucks on it, would have covered all my bullshit bets that I made um, following. Okay, Bengals 15, Broncos 10. Bengals, another team that we loved as dogs, win this one by a margin of five. Bengals now eight and six, Broncos seven and seven. Um, Teddy carted off uh, in this game. I mean, that was not great to see. Uh, Drew Locke comes in, throws for 50% uh, of his completions, 88 yards, nothing special. Teddy only 98 yards. Javante Williams continues to look impressive, but ultimately um, Broncos really just don't get much done here. Tim Patrick had a TD, um, but mm, Broncos just aren't it for me, and I think maybe now we're starting to see them uh, down the stretch be the frauds that we all have said they were. And the Bengals grind out a a really important result, but I will say I I worry about their head coaching situation. I don't I don't know. I think that they probably should have beat this team by more. Uh, yeah, I mean we did say it was always the Bengals, um. So that's good. I didn't think it was going to be this close. Um, it was rough to see you know former Panther Teddy Two Gloves, and regardless if he was a Panther or not, I mean it's kind of hard to date Teddy Bridgewater coming back from his injuries. You know, never really says anything, just does his job. But you know the Bengals won; they are now atop the division, thankfully um, be- for them, because the Browns ended up blowing the game and letting Danny Carlson kick the game-winning field goal, which we'll get to. Um, but yeah, not a convincing win by any means for the Bengals, and they're definitely going to need to improve if they want to finish out the season as the division leader and if they want to have a chance at winning a playoff game. Yep, absolutely. All righty. Um, Falcons, Niners, God, they burned us. Um, Falcons, 13, San Francisco, 49ers, 31. Niners now 8-6, and six, Falcons 6-8. Six and eight. Uh, um, I get burned by the Falcons again. I had them plus 10 and a half. So did Jeremy. I truly felt that this was free money and it just absolutely was not. I mean, Mike Davis just gets nothing done. Cordero Patterson gets nothing done. Russell Gage almost has a hundred yards receiving. Um, Kyle Pitts has 80 yards receiving, but just one touchdown between those two. Matt Ryan in total, 236 in the Tud. Um, but 
The Niners just looked better on the ground. Jeff Wilson, 110 yards, a touchdown. Debo, 30 yards, a touchdown. Kyle Jushik, um, just one touchdown for him as well. And Jawan Jennings had a receiving touchdown. So just a really kind of lackluster game from the Falcons. They're going to give you this every once in a while. I just think that the Niners are actually mid. They're not as good as everybody thinks they are. Um, but I was kind of proven wrong in this game. I mean, they go in there and they win by 18. That's that's kind of not arguable. Yeah. Uh, we've been, I feel like, I know I have, I don't know about you, I feel like we've been low on the Niners all season. Um, I mean, they were dealing with a lot of injuries early. Falcons did seem like free money, man, and then by like halftime we were like, oh, fuck. First drive of the game, though. We were full buy-in. They got the, uh, I think, like, the Niners muffed the punt or something, or the kickoff. I don't remember what happened, but the Falcons had the ball immediately and then um, just botched the game the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, Packers 31, Ravens 30. Honestly, just a bad offensive play call from Harbaugh is the difference in this game, I think, going for two when he shouldn't have. Just so bad. Um, and then, you know, the ball going to Andrews, who's in double coverage in the corner, just such a boneheaded play, but I guess they thought maybe it would work. Um, yeah. So Packers 11 and three now going to win the NFC Ravens eight and six, um, Rogers two sixty eight with three touchdowns, not so much going on in the rushing game for them. Tyler Huntley looks good in this game as well. Two fifteen with two tuds and he rushed for 73 yards as well. And two rushing touchdowns. I mean, Dude, uh, I think this guy's like maybe kind of the real deal a little bit. I mean, he looks really good. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I mean, to keep the game that close yeah. against, you know, MVP Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Tyler Huntley's going to be a starting quarterback somewhere. Sadly for the Ravens, it's not going to be for them because, you know, they're committed to Lamar Jackson, which, I mean, I wouldn't complain if he was my quarterback either. But I think Huntley has a future in this league, a brighter future than a lot of current starting quarterbacks, um, definitely. So I'm excited to see what he does. I wouldn't mind him on the Panthers, to be honest. Yeah, I Um, think that'd be a good fit for him, actually. You know, because we've always had that offense where we—I mean, since we had Cam, the you have an athletic quarterback. He can—he throws the ball really well, um, and he can run the ball when need be. And I mean, I think that would work well with the weapons we have. Yeah. All right, Saints, Bucks, Saints nine, Buccaneers zero. I don't even want to talk about the game because the game is not is really not important. I mean, the Bucks look like shit. The Saints always play them tight. Whatever it is, what it is. Brady doesn't look all that good in this game. Throws an interception, only throws for two fourteen. <clears throat> Leonard Fournette's injured. Chris Godwin is injured. They're both probably done for the. I don't know if Lenny's done for the season, but Godwin definitely is because he has uh, torn ACL, I think. Um, This is a gigantic problem for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, so much of their success comes from the fact that Brady can spread the ball around and he has so many different options, but that he can simultaneously pepper the same guy over and over again if he wants. He's not going to really have that unless AB is actually going to be the target hog and actually going to be unbelievable. I hope that he is because I will easily win my fan, both fantasy leagues. Um, or actually, no, just want to have AB. But I'm not sure. Uh, how do you feel about the AB thing? I mean, he's coming back, but 
Do you believe in him or not really? Um, I do believe in AB's talent, but the issue I have is the fact that the Buccaneers now, who they were a team with the most weapons in the league, they now are the best team in the league that doesn't have any weapons left. I mean, with Godwin done for the year, Lenny's down, Evans is beat up. They're, it's going to be rough sledding for Tom Brady moving forward here. I mean, not that he can't get the job done. We saw what he did in New England for how many years. But, I mean, it's not going to look as easy and flashy as it has uh, early in the season, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's move on um, to oh Raiders Browns Raiders cover. Right. And actually, yeah. did they cover which spread? They did they cover? cover? It, was three. it was three. Okay, so they covered where I had them, which was when they oh, were yeah. underdogs. They yeah, don't. They, they don't cover the actual spread. Um, they cover for us because Jeremy and I were in early game end sixteen fourteen Raiders now seven and seven, which blows my mind. Browns also seven and seven. Derek Carr, decent game, 236, a touchdown, an interception. Josh Jacobs, 52 yards on the ground. Um, and Zay Jones, actually, their leading receiver in this one. So <clears throat> interesting uh, in terms of distribution. Donovan Peoples-Jones, leading receiver for the Browns, 48. Nick Chubb rushes for 91 yards and a touchdown, 23 carries for him. And Nick Mullins, who's under center in this game, uh, 20 for 30 on completions, 147 yards, and a touchdown. The Browns just looked impotent. And honestly, the Raiders looked impotent, too. This game sucked. Um, I hope nobody had the over because, boy, it was fucking snore. Um, but, yeah, good result for the Raiders and Browns, you know, at 7-7, seven and seven, which is probably where they belong. Yeah, I mean, that whole division um, is not great this year, in my opinion. Um, I mean, Bengals have the most upside this season, um, especially because I don't. I didn't get to read the update, but John Harbaugh did talk about Lamar today. I don't know if he's what the plan is with him moving forward. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but that division's still up for grabs. I mean, whoever goes three and zero, if someone goes three and zero, these last three weeks is going to win the division, which is kind of crazy to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, good win for the Raiders, um, just because we bet on them when they were underdogs, so we'll take that. Uh, I could have used the Josh Jacobs touchdown, but, you know, that's all right. Yeah, it would have been nice, uh, but we can't have it all. Vikings 17, Bears 9. Vikings now 7-7, seven and seven, Bears now 4-10. and 10. Um, Kirk Cousins, 87 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. Dalvin Cook rushes for 89. Uh, Jefferson, touchdown for him. Also one for Amir Smith-Marset, who I've I've literally never seen his name before. Um, Jesper Horstead scores for the Bears, and Justin Fields has actually a relatively solid game. 285 yards, a touchdown, doesn't uh, rush as much, so kind of stays in the pocket. And I think this was, you know, he, he threw the ball relatively well, you know, almost 300 yards. Um, just they don't get anything done, you know what I mean? If they really want to be explosive, they have to let Fields run, and I don't know. Um, I have so many questions about him, but... Yeah, I, I we'll have to see. Do you think you take anything away from this one or not really? Um. Yeah. I mean, I think Field stopped running just because he did have that fumble early in the game, eleventh um, of the season. In case anyone was wondering, most by a quarterback, mm -hmm. probably most in the league, um, to be honest. But regardless of the game, I have a message for Roger Goodell, scumbag of the decade. Twenty-eight. So no extra point at the end of the game, right? You know, mm -hmm. costs all of us Bears 
plus seven and a half betters our money. And they changed that rule in 2018, which is awfully convenient to me because that's when sports betting started to become legal in a lot of states. So I hope he has a horrible Christmas, and I hope he gets fired, even though he never will. But he needs to go. I'm tired of him, and that was just the last straw for me. Yeah, I absolutely hear you. I am also very tired of Roger Goodell. I hate him very much. Okay, Washington 17, Philadelphia 27. Washington travels to the link with all of their COVID um, and fall to the Eagles, who have a tremendous second and third quarter, 20 points in those quarters. 296 yards, a touchdown, and an interception for Jalen Hurts. He rushes two in on 40 rushing yards for himself. And Miles Sanders has 131 yards on 18 carries in this one. Dallas Goddard looked good on the receiving side of the ball. Seven receptions for 135 yards. Greg Ward also caught a touchdown in this game. Garrett Gilbert slotted in for an injured or sick, I think it was sick, uh, Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen, the backup, also with COVID. So uh, Gibby gets a touchdown in this game. Jarrett Patterson gets a touchdown. Terry, leading receiver with 50 yards, just not really great. I mean, the Washington football team came out hot, scored 10 points unanswered in the first, and then fell flat until the fourth quarter where they scored another touchdown. Um, Got to put the Eagles away early. You know, they're not really going to fight back into games. They'll score meaningless points, don't get me wrong. But once you beat them, they're not going to come back and beat you. Um, and Washington just let them get their foot in the door pretty early here. So they came back and won this one. Um, didn't win me any money, but hurts good fantasy performance for me. Save me. Yeah. I have a bone to pick with Ron Rivera. Um, he cost me my Antonio Gibson first touchdown score and two plus touchdown score. Same game parlay. Now you might think, Oh, it's ridiculous. You know, why would you replace that? But I get that they like to use multiple running backs, right? And I get that Antonio Gibson hurt his, re-injured his toe in the first half. But if you're going to send Antonio Gibson back out there to play the whole second half, why are you taking him out on the one-yard line? Then? If he can play the other 99 yards of the field, why are you consistently letting J.D. McKissick, who obviously didn't play this week, and Jarrett Patterson steal his touchdowns at the one within the five-yard line? It just does not make sense to me why your number one running back consistently comes off the field inside the five-yard line. I just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, it would kind of be like if the Colts took Jonathan Taylor off, right? Like kind of taking yeah. him off at the one-yard line. I I get that. I, I, I totally understand your point. I mean, it, it's quite insane to me. It doesn't really make much sense, but... We've seen it a lot with them. J.D. McKissick has just stolen touchdowns this season. Okay. Um, Seahawks 10, Rams 20. Oh, this game was kind of ugly, honestly. Uh, Russ, 156 yards, an interception. D.J. Dallas and Rashad Penny split the carries. Uh, One touchdown for D.J. Dallas. Leading receivers, Gerald Everett with 60 yards. No locket in this game. Metcalf is garbage. Um, Sony Michelle, 18 carries, 92 yards, and then Stafford in the air, 244 yards and two touchdowns. He did throw a perfect interception as well to the safety of the Seahawks, which I thought was hilarious. Um, but cup, I mean, good God, 136 yards on nine targets or nine receptions and two touchdowns. He averaged 15.1 yards, uh, per reception, which is just 
unbelievable. Um, but yeah, Sony Michelle has looked really good. Uh, I remember when he was in um, Foxborough, when he was in New England, and I thought he was going to really break out there, but he didn't. He's looked good uh, filling in for an injured Henderson who was filling in for an injured Cam Akers um, in L.A. So that was nice. Had him on a fantasy team as well. You take anything away from this game? I mean, I thought the the Seahawks would play spoiler, but ultimately I was wrong. Yeah, I actually didn't watch that game. Um, I was too busy thinking I was the smartest person alive for taking Washington plus 10, uh, which ended up pushing, obviously. Uh, but, I mean, another win for the Rams. They are now, you know, tied with the Cardinals atop the division. Yep. And I'd like to see them keep winning, and I'd like to see the Cardinals keep losing. Cardinals got a tough uh, test this week, so we'll see if they can rebound and, you know, keep up with the Rams here who have been moving pretty steady. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get into these picks. We'll rock these out quick because I want to get this episode out in time. Um, we have Thursday games, we have Saturday games, we have Sunday games, and then more Monday. Uh, okay, Thursday, opening game of the week, San Francisco 49ers take on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they're giving me the Titans at plus money. I don't have a choice. Uh, Niners are three and a half point favorites. I hate that. I love Titans plus three and a half. Um, but I'm actually, for the sake of the money, going to take Titans money line. Jeremy? Yeah, um, I actually think I really like the over in this game. Yeah, and that is strictly because in eight of the last nine games, the Niners have played um, either them or their opponent has put up thirty points, which means the other team obviously just needs to score two touchdowns. So maybe you even just take it at forty-three and buy a point. That way, you can get it with the two touchdowns. Um, but I like the over just because consistently, most of the time, it's been them putting up 30 points, uh, the Niners, which yeah. I think is definitely possible against the banged-up Titans defense. But they also did let up 30 to the Colts and a and a Seahawks team who was looking bad at the time. So I definitely think the over's in play here, and that's what I'm taking. All right, cool. Green Bay versus Cleveland. This game's at Lambeau. Uh, Packers are seven and a half point favorite. I already know where I stand on this one. Packers don't cover last week. Browns do cover. If you fade both of those results, you wind up with the Packers covering the Cleveland Browns, not covering. I'm taking the Packers, but I'm alting it down to five and a half. If you take green Bay minus five and a half alt spread, you are currently getting that at minus minus one sixty, which I think is beautiful. Jeremy. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, Seven and a half against a bad, bad Browns team. Yeah. Just something about that doesn't make sense to me. So I will be taking the Packers um, most likely at minus 6.5. I will consider seven flat and, you know, settle for a push if, you know, if it comes to that, depending on how much I like the odds difference, yeah. um, depending on what they're offering me. But I'll go down right as of now for Packers minus six and a half. I don't see a way where this is a one-score game. I just don't think it's possible in Lambeau with Aaron Rodgers heading into the playoffs here. No way. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Oh, man, this next game. Thank God they're giving me this on Christmas. They're trying to make my year. They really are. Colts. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, either way, I'm going to be all right. Uh, Colts versus Cards. Man, this game has so many implications for me. Um, Colts currently one and a half point dogs, uh, heading to Arizona. <sighs> um, 
I'm going to take Colts money line for the money, but I'll tell you right now, I'm going to have Colts minus five and a half locked and loaded somewhere. Um, I'm going to have John Taylor two plus locked and loaded somewhere, maybe in the same parlay. I mean, I, I love a destruction here. I think it's going to happen, but I would not be surprised if the cards come out and absolutely eviscerate the Colts. This game will not be close in, in, in any circumstance, in my opinion. I think it's going to be a blowout either way. Um, Colts obviously playing really well. Cardinals not playing very well recently. Um, so I'm going to go with the form and say Colts money line, but man, this is, this is going to be a fun game to watch. Yeah, there's a lot I like about this game. Um, in terms of for the Colts, that is, yeah. Um, they, I mean, Cardinals have been middle of the pack in run defense, um, in terms of yards allowed. Um, they haven't given up a ton of rushing touchdowns, um, per se, but in terms of yards allowed, they're very middle of the pack. I mean, that's what the Colts thrive on. They're going to get a lot of a lot of yardage out of JT. I do think they could win this game with the way the Cardinals have been playing and the Colts' defense has been playing. I want to take the Colts' money line, but I think I'm just going to take a GAT touchdown. I don't know what the odds are going to be on that. If it's not great, um, I'll probably end up putting it with like Colts plus 7.5 just to get a little more value. Yeah. But for now, I'm just taking a GAT touchdown. Um, I don't know why the odds aren't out on that seeing how it is a Saturday game. I guess they're focused on Thursday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take JT touchdown. All right. Beautiful. And we have Tampa Bay, uh, versus the Carolina Panthers. I think this is a bounce back game for TB. Uh, they are minus 10 and a half in this game games in Carolina. I love an Antonio Brown comeback touchdown. So that's what I am betting Antonio Brown Anytime TD. Because I hate that spread. Ten and a half, it's just too much. You know, you never know. Yeah. This game's not going to be close, in my no, opinion. No, it's it's probably not. I mean, ten and a half is probably safe, to be honest. Um, Panthers suck. Yeah. Um, and our and Matt Rule said that not only will he said Cam Newton's going to be the starter this week, but Sam Darnold will play. So that's just horrible for the whole what flow of the game. What does that even mean? Yeah, exactly. In terms of the Panthers' offense, that's horrible for the flow. So I'm going to be taking the Buccaneers minus nine and a half, and I'm also if they move the Panthers' team total up one point, I'm going to be taking under seventeen and a half. Currently, our team total is at sixteen and a half. If it goes to seventeen and a half, I'm absolutely slamming the under. We if we score if we score ten points, I'll be surprised because we're going to be playing two quarterbacks with two completely different play styles against the greatest quarterback of all time. We are fucked. Yeah, probably true. All right. L.A. Chargers take on the Houston Texans. Chargers currently a 10-point favorite. This is a big one. Not a huge fan. What I'm going to do is alt this down. I think the Chargers do win by 10 points, um, but I'm going to take them at minus 9.5. I'd rather avoid the push if possible. Don't really need to go into why I think this uh, will end this way. I think you guys all know that the Texans aren't a very good football team. So, yeah, that's where I stand. Yeah, no, it does make me nervous that we are uh, taking a lot of favorites here early yeah. on. Um, but I am taking Chargers minus 9.5 as well. Texans' only offensive weapon has COVID. I mean, could he get cleared by Sunday? Theoretically, yeah. Yeah. Uh, will he? Most likely not. 
Um, and that leaves the Texans with really nobody. Uh, so, I mean, I don't see them scoring a lot of points. I see the Chargers just controlling the whole game, and that's why we're on Chargers minus 9.5. Yeah, okay. Um, Eagles versus Giants up next. Uh, Eagles currently a 10-point favorite at the link, so they're home. Uh, I hate it. I see the over at 40 and a half. Um, I kind of hate that too. So what I'm going to do is take a flyer here. I'm going to give you guys a little, a little bonus, um, touchdown score. Jalen hurts rushing touchdown. I mean, it's going to be probably minus 175, but, um, at this point in the season, we're looking for wins, right? We're looking for locks. So I think Jalen hurts rushes one in here. Um, if he plays, we'll see. I, I'm, I believe he is, but he's going to play, but he is questionable. So we'll see. Yeah, this game just this game reeks. stinks. Yeah, it stinks. Um, Giants money well, line, honestly. Yeah, I've been looking at some totals from both of these teams' games, and I just keep thinking about Mike Glennon. <laughs> quarterback i'm not betting on the over because i don't want to bet on mike glennon to score any points i mean i just he sucks he stinks no yeah so i think i'm taking the under in this game and if i know my eagles and giants fans correctly they're going to be slamming the over all week so we may even be able to get it with a couple more points added on here so i'm definitely taking the over currently it's at 40 and a half i wouldn't be surprised if it gets up to 42 and a half come sunday yeah okay so you're gonna go with the over no, under. Oh, under. Sorry, I'm I sorry. Misspoke, but uh, I'm taking the under. Oh, good. Under 40 and a half. I mean, that's set right where it should be, honestly. Because um, it enticed me for a second. All right, Ravens-Bengals. Um, Ravens currently two and a half point dogs. Plus what, 118 on the money line. Uh, Over-under set at 44 and a half. It should be said that I absolutely adore this over. I mean, I- I'm all over it. Um. But I'm going to do what I shouldn't do. I'm going to take Ravens' money line. I don't think this Bengals team is ready. I'm taking the Ravens. I do think I do think that could be a good bet. I yeah. really do. Um, I think the Bengals are going to have so much juice because so many morons bet on them every week. I agree. Um Tyler Huntley, I just checked the Lamar Jackson update, and what it was was John Harbaugh says he has no update, which means he's not sniffing the field nope. um, this week. So Huntley's going to be back there again. I, I'm i going to take Huntley's over in mm, – I like his over in all of his stats. I know. he's He's good. Yeah, and give me give me Huntley's over in passing yards just because I think after last week they're going to have his rushing yards really high. Yeah, probably. And if people are looking for, you know, some sneaky touchdown scores that you might be able to get a plus money, he's one to consider. He is a quarterback that, you know, within the five Can't rather run. than try and force the ball uh, through the air, he will just try and scamper in and he'll take a hit. He doesn't care. He's playing for a job currently. Yeah. All right. Interesting. I like those picks. So we're kind of on the Ravens. Um, all right. Lions, Falcons. God, why? This game shouldn't even be, it shouldn't even exist. Um, 
Lions head to Mercedes-Benz to take on the Atlanta Falcons. The Lions are currently a six-point dog. Um, they're not going to win this game. There's no way, actually. Uh, they're just they're just due for for a letdown again. Uh, they've got two in the last four or five weeks now. I don't see them winning this game. I like the Falcons uh, minus six, actually. So I'm going to go with Falcons minus six. Don't even need to change the line. I hate to break your heart, but after what the Falcons did, I'm out on the Falcons. Lions uh, money line. Oh, no. I just don't yeah. think I'm going to place a Lions money line before any game. I- I'll bet. I mean, I'll place it. I'll place it if they go up. If they go up a touchdown, I'll place Lions money line. But I am not doing it before the game. I just can't do it. can't bring myself. But, I mean, it's it's good value. At plus 215, I think that's excellent value. Okay. Um... Jacksonville taking on the New York Jets. Jets currently a one-point favorite. Man, there are some shit games this week. This game is awful. I like the Jets. Uh, Jets money line for me. I mean, it's an even line. It's it's one right now. I'm going to go with the Jets. I think they're due for a win. Um, I know you probably don't keep up with, you know, the Jets news. They did have... 14 players and oh. Robert Sala get put on the COVID list today. Never if mind. that changes your opinion at all. It does. Uh, Jaguars money line. I think the Jaguars are a great team and that they're, they're due for a win. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to take James Robinson to score a touchdown. They, they said, you know, we said it last week. Their coach said he's the RB1. We got to treat him like it. Show him, you know, a true workload, which he has been getting. Well, he did get last week, I should say. Not has been getting since that was his first week with the new coach. I'm thinking of James Robinson touchdown. And I might, as it's a small parlay, small same game parlay, because I'm sure we'll be offering SGP promos this weekend, of course. Yep. Uh, with the holidays here, I'll probably be putting him with the Jaguars money line. But for the sake of the pod picks, I'm just going James Robinson touchdown. That's just very smart of you. Um, LA Rams taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, my God. This is going to be another game where the money's all over one team. Uh, Rams minus three, also minus 154 on the money line. Over, under, set at 49 and a half. Good God, stay away from that. Um, but I like the Rams in this one. Didn't bet them last week. Want to bet them this week. At minus 154, I think those odds are unbelievable. Vikings probably going to be full strength at this point uh, with Thielen back. But I don't care. I'm taking Rams money line. Yeah, I'm in on Rams money line too. I mean, for 154... I'd rather take that um, with a little less value than the Rams minus three, especially just because, as we've seen all year, the Vikings have a tendency to, you know, play the game down to the wire here at the end. And, I mean, although they do that, they do have the tendency, you know, to fall just short, and I think this is another one of those scenarios where they do that, and that's why I'm on Rams money line as well. Beautiful. Up next, Buffalo Bills taking on the New England Patriots at Foxborough. Bills come in, Bills get a win. Bills money line at plus 116. I'm in. You're in? No one said, I need the Bills to win the division. Would it be smart for me monetarily to bet heavy on the Pats? 
Yes. Will I be doing that? No, I'm going to double down on my Bills take. Give me the Bills money line. Bill Belichick's not pulling this one off. There's no wind. There's not going to be, well, I say that now. There's not going to be 40-mile-an-hour winds and snow coming down. Josh Allen's going to eat. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely, I need it. I need it too. My future um, has the Bills up there and also the Rams to win the NFC West. So I need Rams and Bills, which I'm sure you also need for your futures. And on both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how about it? Um, okay, Bills money line for us, Rams money line for us. Two in a row. Beautiful. Uh, Chicago taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks six and a half point favorite. Oh, good God. Um, over under currently at 43 and a half. I'm going to take Hawks minus six and a half. They have to win for me eventually. Yeah, dude, this is another game that reeks. Yeah, it stinks. It's terrible. Um, mm. Jay Fields didn't look bad last game. I hope Zach doesn't listen to this podcast and hear that. Uh, oh, ah. Uh. Seahawks, you know, they have looked better with Russ, though, to be, to be fair. Yeah, they have. Against my better judgment, I'm going to go with the Bears plus seven and a half. I'm buying the extra point. You're going to do Bears plus seven and a half? Okay, I like it. I mean, oh, I just hate that that game exists, honestly. It stinks. I could not agree more. So bad. Uh, oh, my God, another even game. What the fuck? Broncos are one-point dogs at Allegiant versus the Las Vegas Raiders. I guess Raiders' money line. I mean, Teddy's literally dead. Uh, he doesn't know his name, so I'm just going to go with Raiders' money line. I, I don't even want to think about anything else. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know what? I'm in. The Raiders clutched it up for me this week after I thought they were going to throw my money away. Um, so I'll give them another shot. Yeah, I'm in. I'm right. in. Raiders. Raiders money on. Beautiful. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, the over is at 44. What are we talking about? Stay away from the lines. Don't touch the, the spreads. Take the over. This is free as hell. Over 44, oh my God, I love it. I don't care who's out in this game. I'm all over that. Over 44 total points. Yeah, you were talking about people out. That does concern me a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, um, Patrick Mahomes has been dealing the ball to a lot of, lot of different weapons this season. A yeah. lot of different weapons. I do like the over, like you said. But, dude, the Steelers just make me so nervous with the fact that they hate scoring for three quarters. I know. Um, I just think the Chiefs will pump them in those three quarters, and then they'll try and come back. That is true. That could very well be in play. You know what? I'll take the over with you. Okay. Um, But I will also be taking the Chiefs minus six and a half, but I'll ride the over on the pod for you. Beautiful. Uh, I appreciate the confidence. Okay, Washington taking on Dallas, second to last game here. Uh, Washington 10.5 versus the Dallas Cowboys. Man, I like the football team to make it close here. Um, uh, Cowboys already clinched their playoff spot, correct? 
Uh, no, I think they need... Uh, maybe. I was going to say, I feel like they need like a win or a tie or something. Okay. All right. Um, Let me look. I'm, I'm, I'm looking right now. Okay. Dallas Cowboys playoff future. Okay, so here's how the Dallas Cowboys clinch the NFC East. They need either a win or a tie, um, or Philadelphia needs to lose or tie. All right. Okay. Um, I'm going to take Dallas minus five and a half. There's no odds for it yet. Um, it's not going to be amazing, but I do like Dallas to win this game. So I'm going to take Dallas minus five and a half alt spread. Over is too high for me. I don't want to touch it. Yeah. I really do like the football team plus 10 and a half. I do too. Um, I, I like yeah. it as well. With Heineke coming back. I wonder if McKissick will be coming back too. Um, nope. JD McKissick going to IR. Oh. <laughs> That's the exact opposite of yeah. what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. Um, with that being said, though, with Heineke coming back, Cowboys are going to be really trying to win this game, though. Fuck. Yep. Give me a Zeke touchdown. That All way right. I don't got to pick either team. I just got to hope he gets the ball on the one-yard line, which he tends to do. So Zeke, TD. Wow. McLaurin's going to be due in this game, too. So I'll, I'll probably sprinkle when we get closer. Uh, All right. Last game. Oh, Jesus, this one stinks. Uh, Dolphins, Saints. Dolphins currently underdogs against the Saints. Uh, over-unders at 38.5. I, I literally want nothing to do with this game at all. Um, I'm going to take a Kamara touchdown. Our, our picks are, okay. are crazy this week, dude. Yeah, there's a lot of games that come Sunday, um, and in this well, I'm I won't not hang watching because it's on a fucking Monday. Yep. Uh, the totals at thirty eight and a half. Like, how does that even exist? I don't know. I I just I feel like the total should be t- like twelve and a half. <laughs> I I think both of these teams are terrible. The Saints are not a good team, despite just beating the Bucks. They're not. No, I agree, and I'm actually going to take the Dolphins' money line. Um, They have been, like, the best second-half team ever. I'm pretty sure – was that you saying that this weekend? And then I started looking, and I was yeah. like, actually, they have been. Yeah. Um, And their defense has been carrying them, and I think this is a game where they might only need 17 points to win. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, give me the Dolphins' money line. You get plus money. Um, I don't really think they're worth taking plus three because the Dolphins are either a team that, like, if they lose, they're just going to fold completely. Yeah. Uh, so – I'll just take him with the plus money. I agree. Okay, now, locks of the week. I, in my locks of the week, I have Green Bay minus five and a half. I have, um, I just marked it. I have um, over 44 total points in um, Chiefs Steelers. And I have the Jalen Hurts Russian rushing touchdown. Okay. I so I have a straight bet lock and then I have a parlay that comes out to minus one oh three. Okay. Um that I think could be no sweat. So we'll start with straight bet Bills money line. Give it to me. Dude, the Patriots are going to regress. They showed it last week, and I think it's gonna continue. And people are saying they're Super Bowl bound, all this. They're going to play Tom Brady. No, that's not happening. Bills, money line. 
All right, beautiful. I love that. And then my parlay. So all of these obviously by themselves are going to have fat, um, fat odds, but they're going to come out to minus one hundred three. Yep. We are taking over thirty three and a half in the Thursday game, Niners Titans. Okay. We are taking the Chargers minus two and a half. All right. And we're taking the Bucks minus two and a half. Okay. Is and this, a, is this a three. max play? I mean, it's a lock. It might as well be. Yeah, give it to me. All right. Max play. I have to write it down so the folks know. All right. Wait to get slandered if it misses. That's our, yo, listen, we've been doing really well. I mean, I, I, I know um, my, our, my buddy Kyle that watches the show, he kind of you know paid attention to some of the picks that we made last week. It was always the Texans places a ten to win four hundred and twenty three. I mean that is just magnificent. Take a bow, son. Good on you. Excellent parlay win. I wish that I had one of those this weekend. Um. So yeah, you guys, if you want to win money, be like Kyle. Listen, listen to what we're telling you. All right. Sometimes we're right. Sometimes we're wrong. But I'd say, to be honest with you, we've done fairly well this season. I know that we're above five hundred on these picks. Um. Just recently, I mean, look how many green weeks we've had. Uh, we've done really well. We've been positive. So that's all I can really ask for. You know what I mean? As an amateur handicapper, um, wouldn't even call myself a handicapper. I'd call myself a shitty better. Um, to go over 500 is really a joy. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for these guys. You have anything before we close this out? Uh, I mean, not really. Like you said, we've, you know, we've been keeping ourselves above 500. We give you plus money winners, you know, like the Texans last week. There's been plenty of times throughout the year where we tell you underdog money line and they get you a nice win. So, yeah, I mean, just pay attention. Look at our bets. Think if that's something that you were considering yourself and if yeah. that aligns, you know, maybe that's something you take. Yep. And be like Kyle and come out this week hot, ready to make some money. All right, guys, thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you watch us. Um on social media you know we're on twitter we're on instagram at post 20 pod uh rate review subscribe like whatever you do um on the podcast apps as well you can now do that on spotify uh you can do that on apple podcast as well and you can also comment and whatnot and leave likes on soundcloud so those are the three places we are that's where you can find us um and until next week um happy holidays you know, enjoy yourselves. We'll uh, we'll see you after Christmas. Uh, I don't know when Hanukkah is, or Kwanzaa, or whatever other holidays. I think Hanukkah is actually probably done by now. Um, but yeah, happy holidays, guys. Take care of yourselves, and if you celebrate Christmas, merry fucking Christmas. See ya. <laughs>